I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there and welcome to the Syrupcast. If you're tuning into the Syrup Cast for the first time, it is a podcast by Mobile Syrup, Canada's largest independent tech site, in which we look back at the week that was uh, in telecom and tech news. We're recording today, uh, the podcast today, on October uh, 25th. It's a Thursday. Joining me is one Patrick Orr. Patrick, how are you? I am good. How are you, Eeyore? I'm good. Thank you. It's just the two of us this week, but you know. That feels it's it's an intimate old old school throwback podcast. Yes, to how long ago was that? At this point, what? Uh, three three years, three and a half, maybe four. <laughs> What's time but a but a construct that doesn't exist, as our employer says. Yes. Um, so Pat, this week we're going to talk about the Apple event, which you're going to to represent Mobile Syrup. Yes, I will indeed be there next week. Um, it is. Shall we say one more thing? An event full of one more things. Yeah, it's it's going to be for for me anyways because I'm I'm there for most of the week. Not entirely sure why, but I'm assuming <laughs> there's going to be a lot of devices, and that's why I'm there for for the entire week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting event. Dare I say, probably more exciting than the iPhone XS launch event for me personally, mm-hmm. at least. I don't think I don't think I I don't personally disagree with you, and I think there's a lot of people who agree with you, right? Like, yeah, I I mean, like the the 10s and the 10s Max were were pretty like pedestrian expected mm-hmm. updates. Uh, the 10R was a little more interesting and impressive, and it's the phone that unless you're a really hardcore spec head, you should just go and get that if you if you want an iPhone. Alternatively, if you just want to read the review, mobilesyrup.com. You just published it this Monday. There, there is a review that um, I, I worked on for an insane amount of time up on Mobile Syrup. So go <laughs> read it. Yes, it turned out great though. So thank you yeah. very much. Um, I guess you know the best way to start is with the simplest question, which is, what are we expecting from Apple this uh, next week? Yeah, so I think it's going to be a pretty packed event. Um, one of the big ones that we're going to see is a new iPad Pro, the mm-hmm. 2018 iPad Pro, if you if you will. Um, it's obviously going to have upgraded internals, probably a new version of the A12 Bionic chip, the A12X, mm-hmm. I, I imagine it'll be called, because that's kind of the brand that Apple's gone with for um, for iPad processors for the last little bit. Um, it's also supposedly going to have minimized bezels, depending mm-hmm. on what rumors you believe a notch to facilitate uh, face ID and facial recognition authentication. Um I don't think it's going to have a notch. I think it's just going to have like enough bezel for the camera to fit in there, mm-hmm. which is probably a good decision because I don't know if you really need a notch um, in anything for that matter, let alone an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going to be in it? There's supposed to be a new Apple Pencil. Uh, it's unclear what's going to be different about the Pencil. I would expect um, improved battery life probably, mm-hmm. maybe something to do with pressure sensitivity. Um, but that's the gist of the new iPad. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge revamp or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's the first one in a while. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple other things that we're probably going to see a new MacBook Air, which I know a lot of people are hyped for. I'm personally excited to see this one. I I have this like feeling in the back of my mind that it's not going to show up at this event either. Really? Yes. Um, I do believe that there is some sort of MacBook Air revamp in the works. I just feel like it's not going to be at this event because they're going to want the focus on the iPad. I really hope that it is because I think Apple needs an entry-level uh, laptop of some sort because the 13-inch MacBook Pro is... 12, yeah, Mac. Uh, yeah, the it, MacBook it, it's is very, not... very, very, very pricey. Um, and the Air is kind of like a beloved device, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, it was my first um, Mac product that I owned, the first one that, like, I went out and bought because mm-hmm. uh, I, I sort of came to the, the Mac operating system pretty late in life. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's supposedly going to have Intel's eighth generation processors, minimized bezels similar to the Pro, and a Retina display of some sort. Who knows what resolution? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling we're not going to see it. I hope we do. And then I'll, I'll go through some of the other stuff a little more quickly. So there, there's probably going to be an iPad Mini, which mm-hmm. was a surprise that we heard this week. Um, really, they're going back to the Mini. I, I was I was quite surprised. I I think that's being like someone's being like more wishful than anything yeah that's what i i assumed when i first saw the headlines but it's from um ming chi kuo the kgi securities mm-hmm. analyst who is typically right with his predictions mm-hmm. or if he's not right there's at least some level of truth to it mm-hmm. uh the rumor is, is that the, the device will be shown off at this event but it won't be available immediately after it. it's gonna like come out later in the year possibly in early um, 2018. I saw some reports. 2019. Like yeah. 20, 2019. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's gonna be, I guess, uh, an even lower end version of the current uh, 9.7 inch mm-hmm. iPad, the entry level one. Um, who knows how big it's gonna be? I'm assuming it's gonna stick with the like 7.5 inch form factor. I think the size of the mini somewhere around there. Um, and it'll have upgraded internals, uh, a more modern processor. And that's it. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That that's I, what is being reported. Yeah. Um, and the fourth, just to put it in perspective, the fourth generation iPad Mini would, came out way back in 2015. So, I mean, if they are going to update it, it's long overdue for an update. Mm-hmm. I think, in fact, the fourth gen iPad Mini might have been the first review that I wrote for Mobile Syrup back in the day. Yeah. Um, if we can just quickly, uh, is so is that it, or there's more? There's yeah. a couple other okay. things. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go through them really quick. So there's a new Mac Mini. Uh, not much is known about it. It's probably going to have SSD storage, USB-C on the back, and 8th generation Intel processors. Mm-hmm. AirPods 2 might show up. AirPods 2 are going to have Hey Siri integration, which is something the first ones arguably should have had in the first place, and a wireless charging case. That wireless charging case may or may not be sold separately. Um, really? So that you could upgrade to the... Oh, my goodness. Upgrade your current AirPods to the wireless uh, ones. Okay. That kind of uh, makes... Which I, I hope they do that. It's, it seems like a very un-Apple move to do, but that's something that I'm hoping will happen. Hmm. Um, I think the sound quality is supposed to improve a little bit, but their earbuds, how good are they really going to get? Hmm. Uh, and then the air power, the, the mythical charging pad will likely finally get some sort of a release date or be mentioned. Like uh, Apple is rumored to at least acknowledge that it still exists in some capacity. And yeah. I don't think it's been canceled because it's inside the... The 10s and the 10s Max's marketing materials, like in the box, mm-hmm. there's like mentions of it in a few different um, instances. So I think it definitely still exists. And if we're going to hear about it, it's going to be at this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, if I recall reading about the iPad Pro, it's supposed to switch to USB-C from a lightning port. Right? Yeah, that, that's yeah. a big thing. Um, I don't know how that slipped my mind. But yeah, that that 
it's is, been a long week it's been a long day ha- i don't blame you it's been a long month um <laughs> but yeah that that is the rumor that the new 2018 ipad pro will make the jump from lightning to USB-C, mm-hmm. which would leave apple's iphone line as the only remaining product that still uses lightning um i think this is a good move it would make the ipad uh compatible with external displays that mm-hmm. are USB-C, um probably through an adapter too if you're just going through hdmi Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's that. That's a good move. It makes sense. Um, I wish Apple would do with their phones. They're probably not going to. I, I mean, at this point, I think with their phones, they're just going to take out the lightning port altogether, and it's just going to be wireless <laughs> charging, which would be terrible because wireless charging is so that. slow. I could see that happening too. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, that, that's true. I didn't even think of that. Um, but yeah, USB C is coming to the iPad for the first time, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, the status of the headphone jack is like up in the air. It might get removed. I think I think it's going to have a headphone jack. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to remove it from the iPad. I think the excuse whether or not you buy Apple's um, reasoning for removing the headphone jack, mm-hmm. uh, allowing them to put a larger battery in the phone, fit other components in that space, I don't think that that uh, reasoning... Um, they're just not going to have like, the courage. Like, like you can't... Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the courage to explain that away. With the iPad Pro, because it's so much bigger, right? There's way mm-hmm. more uh, space in it. When I, it's quote unquote a pro device. Oh, of course, you need you need all the ports for a pro device, just like my my MacBook Pro right here yeah. that that doesn't have um, an SD card slot. Yeah. Uh, but I I really don't think the 3.5 is going to be ditched from the iPad Pro. But I'm often wrong. So, but I hope I'm not this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to make a terrible joke, which is I feel the battery life is still going to be 10 hours because it's 10 hours with every iPad. Probably, right. <laughs> I, I, like, I would not be surprised. I, yeah. I, th- I like, I like the iPad. I, I still use the. I guess it's 2017 mm-hmm. is when the the last Pro uh, model came out. I still use it probably every couple of weeks as like a secondary device when I'm watching TV or something. It's really mm-hmm. fun to um, just browse the internet, play games on, scroll mm-hmm. through Twitter. That kind of thing. It's just not... I, I've never bought the productivity angle specifically mm-hmm. for what we do on a day-to-day basis at our jobs. Um, I understand that it would be possible for me to switch to an iPad, but I don't think it would be easy, and it's definitely far from preferable. Right. And it's also interesting because I think with you know with iOS 12, they didn't really do anything to add. And they didn't really add many features related to the iPad, which no. was different from iOS 11, where it had like... I think that was more of the focus. Yeah, right? it was for sure. The The taskbar across the bottom was, was a huge thing for me as someone, excuse me, who's very used to using desktop operating systems. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how like my day-to-day navigation between apps goes. Like I'm used to multitasking with having that bar down there, mm-hmm. whether it's Mac OS or Windows. Um, so that, that really helped in terms of making me feel more comfortable using the iPad uh, for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in terms, so I think like, you most people are definitely you know the one product they're most interested in is whatever this macbook air refresh whether it's a new computer or an actual macbook air yep um how do you see that playing out like what is this device going to look like i think it's going to look very similar to the current macbook air um i imagine it will probably adopt one of the colors of the pro Mm-hmm. Um, probably the the silverish color that that Apple um, space gray space gray yes mm-hmm. space gray that's what it's called I always forget they're like I in my head I think gray I don't think of like whatever fancy name they have in front of it all the time not black <laughs> yeah clearly white <laughs> the worst yeah um, so yeah I think it'll adapt one of those colors I think it may be slimmed down a little bit 
Uh, it's definitely going to feature USB-C. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people out there who think Apple's going to go with a mix of USB-C and USB-A. It's just not going to happen. Not the world, not the <laughs> darkest timeline we <laughs> live in, friends. That's, yeah, That's not the reality of the situation. Apple's made the jump to USB-C whether you like it or not, and that's the new reality. Um, and, and I would also say that like as frustrating as USB-C can be sometimes, it's really not as bad as some people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, carrying around a million dongles isn't fun, but you really don't need all of those. Like just having one hub really solves all of the problems. Yeah, and there's also something to be said about like it actually simplifies your cable situation. It does. Right? When yes. I travel, I only have to carry my MacBook charger and my the USB C cable that comes with it, and then I can charge my Pixel, um, my Switch, you know, whatever my headphones, right? Like, and it works with everything. And it works with everything, right? So there are benefits to it, um, but I know that's something that a lot of people are going to be frustrated with. It's going to have a Retina display. Who knows what the exact resolution is? Um, yeah, because that's the one area where the MacBook Air is kind of getting really long in the teeth. Very, it's, very old. You know, because it's um, it's like fourteen forty by, I want to say like seven twenty. It's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really, it's really really like low. Um, mm. I actually dusted off my MacBook Air a couple of weeks ago just to check it out again and kind of remind myself of what the design looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does look quite old now. Like mm-hmm. even Windows, um, Windows laptops have totally caught up and surpassed that design. It took took a lot of manufacturers a significant period of time, but mm-hmm. they're they're well beyond that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of other stuff, like I think one of the big things, uh, particularly in Canada, is what pricing the Air is mm-hmm. going to land at. Because um, I think really for it to be a viable entry level device, it needs to, in my mind, be under a thousand five hundred dollars. I would hope that it's cost somewhere between a thousand three hundred to a thousand four hundred, which is roughly where the air sits at even today. I think, depending on the configuration, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if Apple's going to do that. I think it's going to be a little bit higher, probably just under the lowest end Pro. Um, but so, I hope what not. is the? Um, I think the question is: Is what does the MacBook start at? The MacBook. Let's yeah. check. And this makes for exceptional radio. You can you can even hear me type. But you also missed when I. Uh, dear listeners when i did air quotes around <laughs> <laughs> okay so i got apple's website open mm-hmm. navigating to the pro so the 13 inch 2.3 gigahertz dual core processor 128 gig gigs of storage pro mm-hmm. uh starts at 1000 have 729 mm-hmm. uh canadian which is a ton of money for a laptop and the macbook and the standard macbook because it's even better radio. Because um, I feel you so, uh, you know, not only to fill some time, but, you know, to kind of build upon your point, like the standard MacBook has kind of been this ugly duckling since, you know, like the start. Yep. And because it kind of never like it, it couldn't have never been a replacement for the MacBook Air. And it looks like you got the price. So it's, I did. I did just get the price. So it's a thousand twenty nine. Um, right. So it's, it's pretty much the same price point as the mm-hmm. lowest end pro that doesn't have the touch bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's definitely like space in there, I think, even in the premium laptop market for something that's a little more entry level mm-hmm. priced in, in Apple's lineup. Um, I really think that it's going to be like a thousand five hundred or something like that. I would like to see it lower. Um, but after exchange rate, I definitely see it hitting that price point. Right. I think it all really depends on like what, you know, so the big thing with the MacBook is that um, the 
processor makes it really, and the fanless design makes it really expensive to mm-hmm. manufacture. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Like, <laughs> this is going to be so tough. Like, you got to imagine. So, like, uh, this this computer could be interesting if, like, they have their newest generation butterfly keys, right? That makes it like at that point you'd suggest it to people over the 13 inch macbook without um uh the touch bar because that one has the older keyboard right yeah it's only the newer touch bar one the older one that breaks uh intermittently yes um and then yeah like you know so uh all of that just to complete my thought is when the macbook air came out or sorry it was the second revision right the first one was not that great the second one it kind of hit the sweet spot where it was. It had just enough. It had enough power. It had a great keyboard and trackpad. It looked great. It looked great for the time. It was super thin. Had great battery life. And a lot of those things are not like things you can say of like the MacBook, right? Like it only has one port, and it's yeah. like if you want to charge your computer, you can also use like you need a very specialized dongle, right, to charge and use something else at the same time. The performance is. Like I remember using the first generation MacBook, and it was like impossible, like to do. Yeah, and the entry level one only comes with the Core M3, right? Yeah, so. and you know those uh, Intel processors, the Core M specifically, haven't really like. I always dread when a computer comes. <laughs> I think they've gotten better, but they're yeah. still like it's not the same as getting an i an i level processor. Yeah, or yeah, just anything else really. Um, cool. So I think yeah. So you said it might not. We might not see it. Why do you say I, that? I just have this feeling like I think it exists. I think it's being worked on. I, I just think that, especially with an event like this, Apple's going to want to focus on very specific products. Mm. Um, and I, even from the invite, like they sent the the invite that they sent out, um, each one was customized. Mm-hmm. Not each one, but there was a variety of them. There's like a hundred or something like that of different Apple logos that were drawn. Mm. So I think they want the focus of this event to be the iPad Pro, the 2018 iPad Pro, whether or not um, media and people watching are that hyped about it. Hmm. And I don't think, I think Apple knows that people want an Air and they don't want that device to steal the new Pro's thunder. So I'm Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hoping we see it, but I have this suspicion in the back of my mind that it's not going to make an appearance yet so again. You don't even see it being like kind of a one more thing. That would be cool. Like yeah. that would be amazing if they did that. I that would be great. I just don't. I mean, it'd I don't be kind of tough happening. to do in the sense of like the flow of the event. If you you start with let's say the iPad Pro, uh, they wouldn't start with the Pro, right? I don't know. I like that's the other thing too. There's. I think more so than any Apple event that I've covered in a while, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that we might see mm-hmm. and I could show up there and it might just be the iPad. You know what I mean? Like it might yeah. not be all the stuff. It could be just one or two things. It could be the iPad and the air power and that's it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird. Cause it's like, um, how do you like, how do you structure this event? Right. Cause it's kind of like the iPad pro and the kitchen sink, yes. right. Is like 
what seems to be the what people are suggesting with like everything else that we didn't have time to talk about uh last month we're not going to talk about now right which makes for like i think would make for a really weird event right because if you you start with the ipad pro let's say go to the mac mini then go to like the accessories and then one more thing with the macbook air like eh, that doesn't necessarily make sense from like like flow wise yeah i think apple even though they know that people want the air too they're gonna want to downplay its significance and importance just like the 10r yeah Uh, they're gonna like i i have this suspicion that they're not even gonna like do an event about it like it's Mm -hmm. just gonna show up one day on apple's website Mm -hmm. um yeah i i don't know if that's how it's gonna play out i just have this feeling that we're not gonna see it um at yeah. this event. I guess, you know, maybe that kind of speaks to just like how I don't know if poorly received is the right word, the MacBook Pros. You know, like I just don't think like the MacBook Pros were not what people wanted. Right? Yeah, I, I always describe them as great computers, some of the best com- uh, laptops that one of the best laptops that I've ever used, but it's far from perfect. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of issues with it, the keyboard being one of the main problems. Me personally, I've had a lot of issues with the Pro screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had dead pixel problems. I've had like connector You're staring issues. staring at one right now. Staring at the dead pixel in the middle of my screen right now. It, I'm actually not. It disappeared. I restarted okay. my computer and it disappeared. Mm-hmm. It did appear again last night. Um, Got to massage but, it. But it's gone right now. So yeah. who knows if that's going to become a consistent problem. Mm-hmm. But th- they're great laptops. Um, I think they're expensive. Probably a little too expensive. And they do have issues. They're not perfect. Whereas... In my mind, back in the day, the Air was like the perfect device in mm-hmm. so many ways. Mm-hmm. There was very, very little wrong with it and very little to complain about. Right. And like what compromises it did ask you to make in terms of the screen kind of made sense for the time, right? Like, yeah, you know. even like something, something that I always think about a lot with, with devices is, is build quality and like durability. Mm-hmm. Like the Air, I used it. It was when I was at Post Media. I used it as my like on-the-go travel laptop because I had a work laptop back then, um, probably for three or four years. Mm-hmm. And I threw it in a sleeve sometimes, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. And the laptop generally was in perfect condition, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the finish on it, the way the screen was set up. There was like this little bump between um, the bezels that ran around the side, the like chrome bezels. Mm-hmm. There was like this little bump between how deep the screen was. So when mm-hmm. you close the computer, the keyboard wasn't pushing on the display, which mm-hmm. is a big issue with the Pro and the, the the standard MacBook. So there was all these like little little design decisions um, that I think made it last a very long period of time compared right. to what we have now. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the MacBook Air is the last Apple product currently that they sell that is from the Steve Jobs era. Maybe the iPad Mini. Yeah, they, I think uh, they yeah. still sell the. I think he was he passed away before the fourth gen iPad Mini came out. Right. So, but so I, I think but you're like, right. Definitely, the Mini is from. The yeah, the, ori- the original Mini, like yes, the of idea course, of yes. the Mini, yes. right? Hundred <laughs> percent. The lineup, right? But definitely the MacBook Pro post Jobs. Um, definitely the MacBook is post Jobs because I clearly remember Tim Cook getting hundred percent. Um. All the current iPhones, you know? Yep. Um, I'm sure someone will, like, chime in. So d- either the Mini or... So someone will, as soon as it gets published, someone will just fast-forward to this part of the podcast and correct you. And correct But I, I I think you're right. I, I'm looking at Apple's website right now, and I cannot think of a product um, that they still sell. Maybe, maybe like, the... Um, like, some accessory or The some. Mac Mini? 
the Mac Mini, yeah, the Mac probably... Mini would be part of that, and I'm yeah. sure there's a bunch of accessories as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of products, like I think the point you're making is that it's one of the only ones, if not the only. I one. think the major, like of the major yes. products, it is one of the last Steve Jobs ones, and I think it that really just speaks to not to harp on this like oh like the company has like been on a steady decline since Tim Cook, but you know I think you know what you just spoke to like about how the screen doesn't get dirty when you close this the lid right really speaks to the like attention to detail that was a thing of the steve jobs era and that's gone (laughs) it's gone yeah right i I think that attention to detail is definitely a thing um that's changed um i still think apple makes great products Mm -hmm. i still think it makes some of the best products in the industry but there are little subtleties that we certainly don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think attention to detail is the perfect way of describing that. Right. And then I guess to build on that point, what I will say is like, you know, the MacBook Air is this thing that was loved by so many people. And I worry that this product, it may not live up to their expectations, right? Like, because yeah. there's so much, you know, like I loved my MacBook Air, right? Like it's still my one of my favorite laptops I've ever had. Right? And it's like there's so much bound up with that product that is like it's impossible to replicate on not even if Steve Jobs was around, right? Like I don't think Yeah, and I think some of the like so the display, the Retina display, I have mm-hmm. a feeling that it's going to be very similar to what we have with the Pro. Mm-hmm. Um so some of the issues I've talked about with if you happen to put the pro in a backpack that has a lot of stuff in it mm-hmm. and the screen pushes against the keyboard, then you start mm-hmm. to get key, uh, keyboard indents in the display. Mm-hmm. I think those problems are going to get carried over to the air because mm-hmm. it's going to feature very similar display design language mm-hmm. when compared to the pro. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so that, that's one thing. I mean, like USB-C is obviously going to be featured in it too. So mm-hmm. you'll have the various difficulties and benefits of USB-C. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, We'll probably see, like there's not going to be a touch bar obviously i hope not <laughs> i mean obviously not yeah the touch bar just like so t- yeah you're probably looking like two usb-c ports yeah right i would hope to i like i really don't want there to only be one i ho- yeah i think the hope is that they learned the lesson from the macbook yes right um, I, I would think there will be two um yeah, like I said, I think the screen is what is it's going to be what it is, right? It'll like, be a nice big trackpad, which right. is good. I really like Lots the trackpad. Lots of bezel around the screen, though, right? Like that's something they haven't like really. Yeah, seen. yeah, it's still a fair amount of bezel. I mean, not, nothing like significant, um, but definitely there'll be there'll be bezels mm-hmm. for sure. And then maybe it's one of those computers where they also have the pink color, right? Because I just saw every time I yeah. see the pink MacBook, I'm like, you know, I don't really love rose gold. But that is a very nice. Looking it's a nice pink. It's like, yeah. it's not really pink. It's like um, Apple would like me to call it rose gold, but mm-hmm. I don't want to describe it like that. It's like this. It's like a lighter hue of pink or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily evoke the same color as like mm-hmm. bright, bright pink. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we doing on time? Do you have to go soon? I uh, probably have like five minutes. Okay. Okay. So. Um, how about we switch to shout outs? Sure. Get those out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had one in mind and I had it open on my computer and now I forgot it. I remembered it. Okay. Um, so I leading Red Dead Redemption's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe this podcast will go live tomorrow. So by the time you listen to it, the, the game will be out. Um, we'll so not be playing it because we got work to do. <laughs> I'm going to try to play it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that that's about it. That's all I'm gonna gonna get in and uh, before I go on this this Apple journey. Um, 
But yeah, so my, my shout out is to Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty down on the game when it was first revealed because it doesn't have a single player campaign. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. And that was something that uh, despite not having a lot of time to game anymore, I, I still played every year. I picked up Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I was playing the game for work or just for fun, I would always play through the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty frustrated with that. Um, but the new blackout mode is very interesting. Um, and I first kind of, I, I guess, crossed it off as just a copy of PUBG or Fortnite because um, it's this kind of battle royale mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the developers have sort of put a unique spin on it mm-hmm. and added their own flavor to it. And it is much more stable than uh, anything that I've experienced in PUBG. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortnite, not really, because Fortnite's pretty stable on its own. Um, and, and it was, it, it was a lot of fun and I was pretty even down on it publicly when I first started playing it. Cause I didn't, I, I think it just didn't click with me mm-hmm. and the call of duty formula, like the, the run and gun shoot and die in three seconds. Launch and you kill everyone. Yeah. Call of duty modern, modern warfare too. the worst design decision. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't think that the call of duty formula would work with a battle royale game type. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does and it does quite well. Um, and it's quite fun. Cool. Um, my shout out, just a quick one to my friend Vanessa, who turns 30 today. Happy birthday, Vanessa. Good mm-hmm. shout out. Um, on that note, uh, where can people find you, Pat? You can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore, underscore O'Rourke, as well as uh, mobilesurp.com. Also, shout out to our friend, uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Josh McConnell. Oh, yeah, yeah. He uh, went over that. to the dark side and joined Uber. Yes. He's an Uber driver now. (laughs) That'd be the greatest way to explain. He went from one kind of freelancing to another. (laughs) No, he had senior comms manager. Works in communications in in some capacity. I'm sure they also get him to drive a car from time to time. That'd be sick if if they just make everybody work as like an Uber driver for a couple days before you can work in communications at the company. I mean, you know, you have to, you can only write about what you know. You have to understand how the company works to write about it right so, so uh, yeah congrats josh which means unfortunately he can't do the podcast with us and unless we <laughs> we'll do an uber podcast and then yeah. he has to get like comms clearance to come on and then there's all sorts of weird full disclosures <laughs> yeah. we have to do uh yeah so congrats josh uh and uh yeah maybe we'll we'll never see you on the pod whatever we'll, we'll see probably not um Yes, so where can people find you? Oh, right, you said that, sorry. I'm, you have to say where people can find you. Yes, thank you. I'm at Igor Bonifacic. That's I-G-O-R-B-O-N-I-F-A-C-I-C. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, what was I tweeting about most recently? Probably some kind of synth wave playlist. I don't really <laughs> tweet. I should tweet more about like hot takes on like certain things. But then, you know, I read other people's hot takes and I'm like, um, whatever I have to think about it, like say about it is not as intelligent or... You just got to first thought, best thought. That's how I use my Twitter. Yeah. I think of something and I tweet it and usually it's wrong and I regret it the next day or an hour later, mm-hmm. but uh, it is what it is. What's What was the first... What was the most recent first thought? Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, that was pretty bad. A lot of people got mad at me about it too. I said... Um, what if I told you I didn't care that the 10R has a less than 1080p display? And people got, people got quite mad at me. Uh, but I really don't care. Yeah. Um, uh, and I tried to sort of... And I wrote my review from the perspective of 
Like I, I would not buy that phone. I would mm-hmm. not be happy with that phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I would purchase because I like to have devices that have the latest tech in them and mm-hmm. like a, a fast um, has the same processor. So that's not a good example. I, I appreciate a high resolution display mm-hmm. um, to sort of bring it back to that. Um, but I think that who the 10R is positioned at, the average everyday Apple user, not someone who's using Android that's thinking about jumping to iOS, mm-hmm. I think that that phone makes a lot of sense and they're not going to care that it only has roughly a 720p screen yeah and you know i think the fact of the matter is is like you get past a certain threshold now and like literally every phone is a good phone <laughs> yeah, right? yeah like, like it's it's fine like people really really got mad about that review um and i expected it, it was fully prepared for it but i i just think that sometimes um uh readers or tech fans forget that not every device is designed for them or designed with their sensibilities or needs in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that's really good about the current smartphone space. There's kind of a phone that fits for everybody's specific needs, right? Like yeah, a lot of people were like, if, if this was an Android phone that was released with a 720p to screen, everybody would be crapping all over it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, it's two different, very, very different situations. Not something that I would typically compare. And listen, if you're coming in to comment on an iPhone XR like, article or review, excuse me, your mind is already made up about that. Phone, yeah. And, right? Like, and I, I don't think people were wrong in, in complaining that it has a, has a 720p display, but I just, like, I, I don't think this phone is for you. Like, it was never it, designed for you or for what you wanted of a device. Yeah. And also, like, if it did have a 1080p display, they would still find something to complain about, right? Certainly. You know, because it's like this phone, as you say in your review, and you've said multiple times, it's not meant to win you over. No, it's it's for like like anyone I showed this phone to, um, and I showed it to like family and friends, was very impressed with it. Like Mm -hmm. they liked the fact that it had all the cool camera stuff. They loved the colors. That was a huge thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it sounds silly, but even something as simple as a device being available in those different colors attracts like a general, um, a general audience of people. Yeah, it's not it, just a black. It's not rectangle. just a, like little things like that that someone who's super into specs just scoffs at. Like I don't care what color this thing is; I just want it to perform well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, an an individual like that has difficulty putting themselves in the headspace of someone who doesn't care about that type of thing. Mm-hmm. They want a device that just looks cool. And has most of the interesting features that their friends have in their iPhone XS or XS Max. And also, you know, with the XR, you have exceptional battery life, probably the better, yeah. better than the Max. Because of the, the low-resolution mm-hmm. display. Yeah. And then, so there's benefits, too. And it probably performs better because it's driving a smaller screen. It did there. benchmark uh, pretty well. Not that I put a ton of stock into that, but mm-hmm. it did benchmark quite well. Anyway, didn't mean to turn this into... It's the XR podcast. Guest, the XR podcast. Uh, next week, we'll be back with... Samir and someone else to help talk about all the CRTC stuff that happened this week. Cool. Uh, it is just uh, didn't make sense to do a podcast today, if only because the big three hadn't gone on to testify yet. Samir is still chained chained to his desk reporting on CRTC well, stuff too. <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, make sure to follow Mobile Syrup. It's at Mobile Syrup on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, check out the site MobileSyrup.com. We'll be moving offices 
this or next week. Yeah. So uh, I don't know where we're going to do about podcasting space. That's it, something we haven't even thought about. There's lots of spaces, but I will, we'll just have to figure out what the room booking situation is. But there's lots of spaces at the new office. Nice. None of them will sound baffling, I assume, but we've done Definitely not. <laughs> um, well, have a great trip, Pat. Uh, Thank you. Enjoy uh, Halloween in New York. In, in my least favorite city in the world. <laughs> yes. I'm sure he'll find some way to sneak oh, into your heart. I'll, I'll, I'll make it fun. It'll it'll be a good time. Avoid the rats. Oh, of course, always. I'll dress up like one for Halloween. They'll they'll make You'll me fit their, right right in. <laughs> they'll make me their king or something. Um, and uh, to you listeners, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.